that Free State is the best performing province with a percentage of 89%. Today, we are talking to the Director of Education <laughs> here in Fezile Dabi district or region, you can say, Dr. Vosi Chuda, about his reaction on these results, knowing that we're also talking to him about Fezile Dabi specifically. But Dr. Chuda, let's start here. Your, your reaction to what the minister has announced, Free State is still number one. No, thank you very much, Indate, uh, and your listeners. You know, as, as Free State, and in particular, the district Fesle Dabi, um, all the teachers, learners, and parents, officials, we welcome um, the authentic report or release of results by the minister. And we are indeed very impressed because this is an indication of the type of work we employed and the efforts we put in place to ensure that every learner passes. And so, uh, what what she presented um, in in a form of um, the results is a true reflection of what the free state is all about. We really welcome those results for 2023. One of the things that would also like to look into um, is the fact that these results will speak about the efforts of the current and the former. MEC, um, which is Dr. Tate Mahwe, but also talking about the current MEC, which is Ndade Makalo Mahale. But as someone who had a personal relationship with the former MEC, Dr. Mahwe, what would have been his reaction, especially about his results? There are some of the things that he never mentioned on the media, he never said on the media. But obviously with you, he would have said them. Besides dancing, what would Ndate Mahwe said about these results? Ndate Mahwe would always say, and I'm sure he would have said that if he was alive, that indeed it is so true that a freedom of an individual is not complete until the masses are free through education. And secondly, he'd simply say, Indeed, it is true, a black child is the best and it is simply the best because that was what he was advocating, the liberation of every uh, child through education. And and would exactly say that and would also uh, express his gratitude um, towards the work the teachers are doing, would also say, the teachers, you are simply the best. You are the best thing that we have ever needed in our life uh, to change the status quo. The type of lives these learners are, li are living, the situations within which they find themselves, it is true teachers that uh, their situations can change. He would say that. And he'd would be so glad that um, if he sees learners doing well, extremely performing, that warms his heart. Mm. Doctor, let's let's go back to, to national. When we talk about the top top performing um district, um Fesle Derby is one of them. I think it's now in the top, it's currently in the top five. Um yes. I would want to ask you as the director in this district that um 
what is your secret what has what has you what have you been using as a recipe for you to sustain this position we know that is not for the first time it's not for the second time probably this is more than the third time but what is your secret in this instance yes uh, just to be precise on record is the ninth time over 10 times we have been in the top 5 look um the secret is collectivism the value and the strength of collective wisdom played its significant role in this instance. I don't do anything. I don't give instructions. But as a collective, parents up to the level of officials, we come together, we plan together, we implement together, we evaluate together, we criticize ourselves together. And most importantly, we compete with ourselves. We don't compete with any other district. We work on our strengths, number one. Number two, we, we, we rely mostly on development. Our teacher development uh, programs are very vigorous and focused. That is why we are doing well as a district in terms of mathematics over the years. That's why we are doing well as a district in terms of accounting and physical science in those key subjects. And we ensure that development is continuous because many changes come up and teachers need to be abraised on these changes now and then. In terms of methodology, um, also in relation to content. The third thing that we are um, doing well, we, we hold accountability. We hold accountability um, to the highest esteem. We emphasize on accountability. We ensure that accountability becomes a value, of which it is a value, but we ensure that um, we leave this value and we practice it. So every term, every month, every week, we have accountability sessions. It depends at that time what is the need. But really, accountability has helped us to come to the center and to work uh, together. And the fourth thing that we are doing mostly, we continuously engage learners, not in motivational talks only, but we engage them in various programs such as your study methods, your learning styles, through our branch of inclusive education. And these things are done on consistent basis. And that is why our learners would always do well and our teachers would always do so well. And lastly, uh, we don't just focus on teaching and teaching and teaching. But one of the other things that we have introduced for years now, we let learners also play. Our extramural activities programs are very intense. Even during camps, um, during weekends, we let learners be involved in extramural activities. And indeed, um, those are some of the five pointers that are taking us to where we are. Hmm. 
before before I bring on my my colleague there, who's also helping me, Tebokhokots, with this interview, um, I'm asking you this question, Doctor, because um, there are provinces who also want to know what is your secret. I think that's why I've asked you this question because you have became the Mamelodi Sundowns of the basic education department because um, from time to time you are on position one. But the other critical part, um, Doctor, also for our viewers is that um, a lot of matriculants have passed, um, thousands of them. We know about the issue of universities, especially in our province, but I know that some of them will go into other provinces. Talk to us about allocations of the bazari in the district level, also in the local level, how are you going to deal with the issue of allocating these bursaries? In terms of numbers, how many students or learners are going to benefit from the bursaries that municipalities will be issuing in Faisley Derby, to be specific? Um, I may not precisely have the number now, but um, by next week, I'll be having the actual number. But citing from the past, would have not less than 20 learners in the district, which is still a very small number, but at least municipalities are also trying to come up. Even the private sector, Sassol Femme, is also coming up. Like tomorrow, we are issuing bursaries to about 25 top learners who are not selected to the province, but who are top learners also, and we have not been invited to the province or national, but we have also done well in their space. So municipalities, each would have about five learners, and that will be announced next week. Um, so out of four municipalities, usually we'd have about 20. So 45 in a, in, a, in, a, uh, in a nutshell would always have that number of learners that are receiving buzzers to various institutions. Mm. I'm listening to you and you're speaking about those numbers. One can say that um, those are small numbers. Um, Very. Frustrating yeah. because we have thousands of learners. Do you have yeah. any plan, maybe in terms of increasing these numbers? Because I think yes. it will also encourage the current. Yes. yes. No, no, you are, you are spot on. We are already in, in negotiations with about two um, institutions or, or organizations, which I won't mention now, um, for a period of three years, a very big um, institutions and that are going to come on board. At least we are looking at 100 learners uh, for next year, for the next three years. And as after three years, we shall have released about 300 learners, except these numbers. And also with municipalities, we have engaged them and they committed with their next financial year, they are going to increase the numbers. So we are busy involved with very big companies um, in ensuring that we increase this number, especially within the district. And I'm sure um, uh, they, they will really listen to our cry as they have in the past, most of them. Mr. Kotsi. Thank you very much, sir. Um, you know, for me, you guys have been maintaining the number one standard for so long. We need to applaud you for that and big ups for that. Congrats. But I want to know what challenges have you guys been facing? Because we know that teenagers, there's a, there's a serious crisis when it comes to issues of substance abuse and, uh, and other forms of abuse. It can be from home and all that. And that 
also contributes to 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 the learning difficulties of of a student or a child. So, what challenges have you guys been uh, experiencing in terms of that, and also how have you been dealing with it? No, thanks. Yes, um, like any other part of the country, we are experiencing that. You are spot on. Look, we, we, we've got a, a branch in our department which is called Inclusive um, Education, which is um, made of officials that are in, in the field of psychosocial support. Fortunate enough, we've got a very supportive structure um, across the province in that area. And not only for matriculants, but throughout, especially secondary schools, we start these learners as early as possible, as early as grade eight, during these orientation programs. We work together with um, the Department of Social Development. We work together with the Department of South African Police Service, Correctional Services. We've got throughout the year advocacies, and we've got one-on-one -on -one engagement with such learners that have been identified who are abusing substances. And in particular, at the level of grade 12, we have assigned officials to schools that are, that are checking uh, them on constant basis, um, especially selected learners who might be you know, um, victims um, of, of these uh, substance abuses. And even some of the um, socioeconomic factors that are affecting the learners we have assigned these colleagues who are consistently supporting, monitoring these learners even at their places of residence. And, and that, is the, that is what really makes us a bit stronger because of that support base. It is, it is indeed working and it, and it pays dividend. There are many learners who have been abusing substance. It might be alcohol, it might be marijuana, but those learners at the end of the day they passed well, getting bachelor passes, diploma passes. So we've got a very strong support structure, which tracks these learners as early as grade eight. And the nicest thing is that at least I, now that you're telling us there's a support structure that's helping out these learners, uh, especially when it comes to young girls, we've seen a problem, especially when it comes to peer pressure, which is something that is pay, playing a very crucial role and we end up seeing young girls dating older men and end up being in situations that are very uncomfortable for them. And what is the school actually planning to do about such incidents? Because we see a, a rise when it comes to gender-based violence, especially amongst teenagers and young kids. And it's starting to go down to schools. Kids are carrying knives, others are carrying guns and there's such violence. What are you guys planning to do to curb this little rising pandemic that's a bit annoying? Yes. <clears throat> Look, through quality learning teaching campaign mm. uh, program, we have already started because we want to strengthen the families. Mm. A strong family determines what the society will look like. Mm. So through QLTC, we are convening schools, we are convening individual parents whose children might not be at those schools through other community-based structures. But in the main, we convene 
the parents that are attached to various schools. And what is happening there, we do what we call the roadshows, where there are advocacies, there will be people from the Department of Health, there will be people from police, as I indicated, and there will be people from the department, from the police, who are actually informing parents on how best they can handle situations at homes. Because some of these learners find themselves in such situations now moving around with big, big daddies because they are not taken care of. It's not because mm -hmm. um, they, are, they are poor, but it's because of poor parenting. Therefore, we already started with parenting with assurance programs. Once again, stretching them as early as grade eight. And this parenting with assurance, we have adopted certain families that we are guiding, where you find that a family is only a mother with these boys and there is no father figure. Then we, we, we actually are linking that family to other families. So we are forming mm. a group of a society of families around this learner. And we have seen this making a huge impact because you'd find a family that has boys and uh, they adopting this one, not staying with them uh, permanently, but over weekends they come, they meet as families, they're trying to influence their thinking because their community has actually not been doing a particular role that is supposed to play. So that is how we try our best to limit the scourge of teenage pregnancy, though we are not as yet um, can be said we are winning. We are not as yet game, but we are really making progress. And continuous teaching and teaching and awareness um, for this girl child. We are also talking to the boy child. As I speak now, mm. tomorrow there is a program in the district of the boy child in one town, uh, which is Sassolbeck, where we are going to meet with all boy children in most of the schools. It's a program that starts next week. It ends uh, next week. We go to each and every school where even these teachers from initiation schools are there talking to these young boys who have come from the initiation school because they, they can just do sometimes such awful things. So they talk to them. We move from school to school talking to a boy child. Well, how a boy child should behave and how a boy child should take care of a girl child is very important. Mm. So we have already started with that. And and I, I need to applaud you for that. That's wonderful hearing such. But tell me something that was in terms of parents, I know especially amongst black communities, ne, parents they don't play much of a big role because Ronagla Bazadi, when it comes to attending parents' meetings or school meetings, budgeting or such so on. We hardly there. We, like you've seen most black parents, they never attend to uh, sporting activities at school or concerts or anything. How how is the school dealing with that challenge due to the fact that when you look at other schools, especially multiracial schools that are in town, parents are there. We are involved day in day out. But when you go to our township schools, you don't get that participation. What is the school doing about? It? Look, um, we we have over three years period now. We have been embarking, as I said, once again through QLTC on this program to increase the parents' participation. Mm. We encouraged schools 
to arrange very often social gatherings, not formal meetings. Parents should be linked to the school. Mm. Parents should feel part and parcel of decision-making processes. Parents should feel this school is part of us. So through social gatherings, we'll have um, sometimes it's a sports day. This school arranges a sports day with all their parents. Sometimes um, it's a concert. Sometimes it's that. Sometimes it's that. So they ensure that parents feel the school is of value to them. Because what we picked up, parents don't see the schools playing a critical role in their lives, except mm. teaching learners. Parents want to, want to have visible visible impact what the school what is the school's value on daily basis in their lives and that is why they'll always be invited and we have also encouraged that SGBs that have at least some certain funds they must employ more parents who are unemployed and begin to work at the school in the school do that because mm. we always say we care and it is always a, always a true. Parents don't care how much we care until we show them how much we care. Mm-hmm. And we, we also, thirdly, we also engage them through quarterly and sometimes consistent monthly uh, engagement one-on-one on, one on their children's performances. You see, if parents begin to know how their children perform at school and what is the problem, how can they assist if they see us assisting, then the parents get interested. It's them now that are pushing us inquiry now and then. And then going forward, we see there's new teachers, especially the younger generation, they're coming up. Right? Um, and some parents might not understand the new teaching methods that these young teachers are bringing. How is it that the school is actually finding a way to balance the two due to the fact that most of the parents are old, are used to the old ways of teaching? And now, okay, I'm a teacher, you know, they come to school dressed up in a certain way and they use different methods that actually are contributing to the, to the, to the pass rate right now. How is the school communicating such so that there's no confusion? Um. That is why we are ensuring, though we are not 100% there, that all our schools' two LTCs are functional. The quality learning teaching campaigns. That is where all stakeholders are involved because one of the programs that we are embarking upon as two LTCs, we have quarterly information sharing sessions. Each school must have that, where they share generally the information about how the school does who are new at the school. And we also are conducting, at the end of the year, teacher awards just to celebrate and acknowledge certain teachers. And when these new teachers come up getting awards, the parents start believing, well, no, no, no. It is not necessarily the dress code, but it is what is being done, how it is being done. Though, in terms of our code of um, conduct as professionals, we need to dress presentably. In the process, parents start having this fresh attitude towards these teachers. I mean, at the parents' meeting, this teacher is presented with an award. And the learner says, that's my teacher. 
What is going mm. to be the attitude of the parent is going to be posit positive. Nice. And then you've got a new MEC. He comes in, he's very young, he's energetic. I mean, like you, uh, the department has had Ntatamako for the longest time. And here comes the new MEC. How are you guys finding him? How is he adapting to the new, to the system of education? And what do you foresee going forward? Yes. Um, <clears throat> I think that Yamakalo has already adapted. Mm. He is not new in the, in, in the area. As the MEC he has been in touch with education quite a number of times. Mm. And currently, he's not on a learning curve. He's not on a learning curve. He has already learned. And as he has already learned, um, he's already running fast. The kind of support, the kind of support that is giving our schools is of the same or similar value and impact the previous MEC was giving us. He's running throughout the province and um, supporting schools. And his take is more on primary schools, foundations. He mm. says, he said to us, Tate, Dr. Tate Mahwe has laid a legacy at the level of FET. The exit, the 12th brick has been fixed. He's busy now fixing the foundation, which nice. might be a bit shaky. So he's mainly focusing on primary schools and senior grades uh, up there so that he anchors, his strength is now the pillars that are holding this roof. Mm. Uh, Dr. Chuta, our free state is still um, recognized or regarded as a rural province. Um, we have unpredictable weather conditions. Let's talk about 2024 in terms of your readiness. Um, is the infrastructure that you have, at least in Faisal Derby, going to be able to deal with Floods, rains, if we may have them. Are we going to see learners not going to school because of some of the schools are now dealing with issues of floods? Or maybe we can also bring the issue of lack of water. That is also affecting those schools, especially in Mwate, local municipality, which is it, it falls under a Faisley Derby. Yes. Um, with regard to floods, it's not a big, big problem. It's not a big problem at all. Um, we don't experience floods that much. But um, what we are experiencing is water shortage. And we have been engaging with municipalities, you know, uh, in many at times now and then. Um, what they try to do, they provided all our schools with Georgia tanks to ensure that the water supply is there. And we have also ensured that all our schools have boreholes and we are able to operate well. We are even assisting the communities with boreholes. So with that area we have covered, but with floods, we have never been really that affected. With, with obviously your, your monitoring of these schools that are in Faisley Dabo, maybe let's say in Mwate, do you think that you have enough water supply that will deal with water that goes to the public toilets or maybe bathrooms and also the ones that you use for drinking? Do you have enough water? Not really. Not really. It, it's still a sketch, honestly. And it's a community 
based issue, uh, which as the Department of Education, we've got, we don't have control over. But all what we did, we tried to improvise by ensuring that schools have boreholes as well as church or tanks. But definitely, it is not that enough. Dr. Chuta, I, I would love to leave you without asking you this question, but it will be unfair to our viewers because it's one of the topics that have been trending, especially in free state. There was a view that the current MEC is just benefiting from a foundation that was laid by the previous MEC, Dr. Um, Tate Mahwe. Do you think that it's fair to say that the current MEC is just benefiting from what Dr. Mahwe has laid as a foundation? It's not fair. It's just not a fair comment. And it's just an unfounded, malicious comment. Because... And this is a baiting, and this is a game of relay. It doesn't matter who started, but it always matters as a team, how do we finish? But in that day, Magalo joined the team, and it is this team that laid the foundation together with the previous embassy. And we are running, it's the same baiting. There's no different, another baiting. So there is no one benefiting from an, another one's gains. This is a collective effort because even when MBC Markal was um, in another department, contributed immensely in education because he, he is the one who is supporting our schools with the Georgia tanks, you know, supporting our schools sometimes with the boreholes, with food gardens. He was going to schools, motivating schools, ensuring that parents have gardens that are created, they learn us eat. He has been involved in education. He's not new in education. He's not just arriving in education as an empty vessel. So it's just a malicious, honestly, malicious comment um, over our current MEC. And I think you have handled that uh, well, because I'm also putting you uh, on a spotlight. Um, he's yeah, your, yeah. your senior. But let's no, talk okay. about that thing um, that politicians always use as a hashtag to say Mochapalong is very important, you know, in terms of the leaders that you have in the department. We've seen here in Sasolbeck Zamdela, a principal of Cedar Secondary School, who is a young man, achieved 100%. Talk to us about having young leaders, especially as principals, HODs, in your department. Do you have a criteria maybe that you are using to deploy them in order for them to bring these new ideas and energy? Yes. The criteria is one. I always say you transform before you want to tame. The criteria is one. We ensure that our deputy principals are a very strong structure because those are successors of principals. And the deputy principal, who was the deputy principal then of CEDA, he already learned the ropes. Our, 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 our talk all the time is that everybody brighten the corner where you are before you want to brighten the whole room. So he already you know, showed signs of leadership at the level of principal as a deputy. Then when recruitment was done, he was part of those that were recruited by the community and the parents. 
because they already saw he's a very good deputy principal. So that is what we do. We've got a very strong foundation of preparing the future leaders. And all our deputy principals that are coming in now, they are very young, very vibrant, and have been deputy principals. And that we always put emphasis on. And we have continuous development programs for deputy principals for HODs. We prepare them at an early stage before they lead from the first chair. And Dajesibanyoni is the epitome of excellence and epitome of good development programs. Before I, I give back to, to my colleague there, um, Dr. Chuta, maybe if you would also um, take this direction. I had a question for you that is linked to that, but I don't know what is disturbing me, but maybe it's the fact that I wanted to ask you that, are you going to increase the salary of this principal in order for you to motivate him and others that are inspiring to be in his position? Because he's a young leader who did well. Um, when yeah. he appointed, he faced a lot of criticism because he's a young person, but he did well for himself. Well, um, that, that is not my uh, area of operation. I would wish, but it's not my area of operation. Um, it's a matter that um, the department is busy with. Uh, trying. We need to come up with a policy, incentive scheme policy. Um, it cannot be done with one, it's not done with another one. But it's a, it's, it's a matter that has been raised also to, um, to retain the skill and the knowledge um, of certain individuals who are making progress. Uh, that is work in progress. Um, I think if we can leave that, that one to the authorities to look at it higher than me. Okay, that goes to the last questions maybe? Well, mine is quite simple. Uh, since the free state is simply the best and the aim is to keep it simply the best and number one, what future do we have? What future plans do we have for especially those kids that have matriculated and they've gone through tertiary and they've acquired their diplomas in terms of teaching, but they are struggling to get um, some jobs? What does the department do with them? What plans do you guys have? Look, um, we are still trying to uh, lure them into other support programs, uh, like your weekend camps, your seasonal classes during winter, and so forth, because the system at the moment is 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 bloated, in a sense that um, we are now in demand of certain area of subjects, and not uh, for certain subjects that many learners have done like your soft subjects. The demand now is in the area of IT and, and technical. So uh, usually then these others with languages and social streams, we use them not on ad hoc basis. But if there is an opening, and that opening at a certain school favors the profile of this learner, um, of this student and teacher, then we are able to take them in. We've got a database where we are following them. We have taken quite a number of them on board now. Uh, we have not made that significant progress of 8 or 90%, but at least more than 50%, those that have graduated five years back, um, are at least employed now. So the issue is the demand. It's not necessarily that we don't want to employ them, but the demand now is very different. Um, you know the supply and demand 
scale. So that is the mm -hmm. issue. And and Dr. Dr. last one before I ask you, Stephen, ask you, um, this year, I I may believe so for it's the the SGB has to change. There's going to be some voting that is going to be taking place for new SGB members. What does a parent who's sitting out there and they are listening to this interview, what do they have to do in terms of being part and parcel of an SGB and actually contributing uh, to the development? Yeah. May I request that if we have time, another yeah. time, uh, maybe sometimes in the next two weeks. Let's talk about the SGBs only because there's quite a lot. They are, oh. they are elected now. Can we, if, if you permit me, let's put that on ice and I will have the whole hour talking about SGBs because that is what we also need to do uh, as part of advocacy. Ah, that's that's perfect. Without saying much, that was, yeah. thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you very much for being yourself. And thank you. Yeah. Dr. Chuto, before we let you go, and also thank you for your time, um, yes. the other critical question that I wanted to bring in, because we normally focus on the students that have done well, but there are those that didn't do well. Do you have plans, at least as a department, for the second chances program? How is that going to work for 2024? Look, we've got the finishing school, which... Uh, um, um, uh, uh, implement this second chance metric uh, in, in, in Paris. We are in a process of opening another one in Sasselberg in 2025, as well as Grosstadt. But the one in Paris is one of the top uh, second chance metric centers because most learners from all the walks uh, of, of the district are attending there. And that school is top among all finishing schools in the province. So we have already encouraged parents and learners to register there, and in big numbers, they are still registering as I speak. All right. Dr. Chuta um, Vose Chuta is um, the Director of Basic Education or the Department of Education here in Faisley Dabi. Dr. Chuta, thank you so much for your time and thank you for sharing your views with us. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Right. That was a nice one. Um, yeah, no. Look, I, I can I can be honest with you. The education department in the province is doing quite a good job, and there's still a lot to be improved. Especially when you mentioned the part about the the early 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 development, the foundation phase. Sure. So. In, in this regard, I, I do believe that once we can master the foundation phase and something is done with it, it's going to go high. Because if you can recall, the ECD learning, early childhood, early childhood development, that used to be at social development, recently moved to the Department of Education. So meaning all the crashes, they now fall under the Department of Education. And... Banabanoya, if you can look at them, they, they are more technologically advanced at a very young age. So we'll see what the department has in plan in terms of going forward. For how are they going to curb? I mean, like, that's where you need to start introducing your, your likes of tablets, PCs, you know, those advanced learning methods compared to utilizing books and all. Because you take a simple six-year-old and you give, a, you give them an, a phone in there. 
you put you place a phone on the palm of their hands they master it like you know there's no other business but like i say the department of education in the free state province shame we need to applaud them especially the applaud we need to applaud the teachers and the principals that have been contributing so hard also the learners you know the learners what we we never get to to applaud is the learners who actually dedicate time and effort and say you, you know what i'm going to school to study so that i can better my future i think that's me just trying to advocate on behalf of them and hey without saying much my friend i'm happy i'm happy with the current education system especially in the free state province and also it brings in more confidence for outside for other provinces to start paying attention because that's where you see an influx of 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 student activities here in the free state because every parent out there wants to bring their child to a school that is performing good and they're bringing them to the free state so the more the merrier okay all right i think in closing when we close it um also would love to see local municipalities supporting the department of education especially in schools you know having lack of water it's a big problem because students yeah. and learners are affected by this, especially in Mwate, in Paris. We hope that the municipality will improve for 2024. But the other critical issue is the fact that the number of bursaries that are issued, um, that number is too small. It needs to increase, especially from Sasol, that is in Faisley Derby. It's a big company that is contributing a lot to the economy of this country. But the bursaries that they are issuing in Faisley Derby, that number, it's little. Share your views. What, what, what is the number that they're issuing, by the way? I think he counted not more than date. He just said 20-something, which it's it's a very stressing number. We I think... I think what we can do, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can help. We, we need to get Sasol on board and actually find out what is it. And Sasol, it's, it's, it's a huge state-owned entity and also private uh, that contributes a lot. So I think, like you're saying, I do agree for it. That number can be increased due to the fact that there's so many learners, especially from that particular area, that are not benefiting from the the ripple the, from the benefits that Sasol is getting from us as consumers. So it, it's something that I'll, I'll pass on to Bonks to actually have a chat with the management that side. And maybe we can get them onto the show, you know, and have a little chat with them. I'd love to have a chat with them and find out what are they doing for our students. All right, sure. Share your views on this. Share your comments on what we have talked, uh, spoken about with um, Dr. Vosichut, especially on the issue of buzzeries and the issue of water supplies for our schools. But for now, thank you so much for watching this one and staying tuned to Central News.